I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. It's time for another episode of Video Games Hot Dog, number 207, to be exact. Woo! This is the first... We're all split up all weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's exciting. strange and new configurations. I'm sure that the, the audio delay is going to be just super aggravating in some new and weird way. <laughs> and now two of you will sound like robots after I try to strip out the garbage air conditioner noise instead of just one of you. <laughs> I am a musical robot. But how you got how's how's portland guys it's great yeah it's nice the weather, the weather is is uh cooling off a little bit yeah i brought the cool with me yeah thank you uh it's been fun i've so i'm i am technically on vacation uh melissa starts her job uh, like in a, about a week or two and so uh, everyone advised her to take some vacation before you work because you're going to be inundated with work like like mad uh once you start teaching and stuff so mm. So we are taking it easy up in Seattle and Portland. Is she? Does she have her shroud and everything? Is she going to be properly professorial by the time it becomes an issue? <laughs> what is a shroud? I don't know. I feel like you need a professorial shroud. <laughs> you need like a, you need a cowl. Maybe a, a, a cowl. I could believe, oh. like a, a floppy hat. I've seen a lot of like floppy hat. P PhDs you need with a floppy hats. cloak. You need a dunder. <laughs> okay. Um, Some dander. A Falstaff. Blunderbuss. Sure. She, I think she's got most of these a things. Bumbershoot. A Shiatsu. <laughs> a Hyundai. An Aku Aku. According to, according to NetHack, the, uh, the canonical wizard hat with, uh, with the stars and, uh, and moons is called a Cornithome. Yeah. And I was wondering, like, is that, I, and I was lording it over people for knowing what that means, but I'm pretty sure it's actually just the name of it in NetHack. Is it? I've never I, encountered that word anywhere else. I thought was I okay. thought it was like a an act. I thought that was a uh, metal helmet. In well, I could be I complete could be completely mistaken. Mm. I my, most of my like well, knowledge of Lord of the Rings and Dungeons and Dragons stuff comes through NetHack. So I have to. And it's all text. So like my visualization of all that stuff is like I remember. When Mumax and Rothes looked identical in NetHack. And apparently, like, if, if you know what those things are, that idea is horrifying. <laughs> Cornithom might just be an etymological bastardization of wizard hat, right? Because corn can mean a thing that goes on your head uh -huh. and yeah. thom in that's the sense a, of, like, thaumaturgy. That's exactly the sort of wordplay those guys would do. That's a good point. Well, like, librum not being a word, except, like, oh, it's just a thing that Blizzard calls books. Yeah. Like, huh? Okay. Yeah. And they, like... As I understood it, and I might be wrong about this, but like they were the primary source on that. Like if you look in the OED, it's like, oh yeah, some World of Warcraft bullshit. <laughs> how how can corn mean something that goes on your head? I like a unicorn, like a horn, a tricorn hat. Like it's a. It, wow, so I like, know that it just means corner in a tricorn. No, I I get it, but like, I'm, okay, All I'm right. sure there are. I'm sure there are other instances. Hornuthaum. Hornuthaum. <laughs> Horny thumb, you know, cone thumb, right? Okay, sure, sure. So, so here's what I know about Portland. Yes, what I heard is that there are no ports there, <laughs> and the guy who founded it just really liked Portland, Maine. No, that's that is that is patently false. This is Portland, were, Maine is pretty nice. Sure, uh, but I, I've heard that too. There were uh, there were actually a bunch of ships constructed here uh, during, I believe, World War Two. Um, be okay. because, because it is so far inland, it is like, it's like one of the most inland ports and they would be built here and then sailed down the river to the ocean. 
Mm. Um, so it is actually huh. a port and it is actually land uh, at the same time. Um, and it's like the land of ports. Yeah. So it's like, I think it would be really hard to, uh, to assault it from the sea. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think it's an interesting, uh, interesting choice uh, for, for naval for, constructions. Yeah. It's weird that it always strikes me as strange that places that I've been that are not Europe <laughs> were were constructed with naval warfare in mind. Oh, I don't know that. Uh-huh. I, I'm, not, like, I'm yeah. not trying to say it, that that's what it was like. The town I mean, was built on, but definitely like San Francisco has forts yeah. with cannons pointed at the ocean. Right. <laughs> right. You never Which, know when the ocean is like, going to attack. <laughs> I guess that's true. Uh, I mean, yeah. the Leviathan the might come. There's there's also that abandoned island prison that we don't use anymore because we don't need prisoners. <laughs> but it's a really cool tourist attraction. Now that it's funny that the, the, the Japanese room escape people were talking about how their dream is to do an escape the room, uh, like to, an escape from Alcatraz. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and how they just, they need to get to be a big enough deal that they can manage to get Alcatraz to come after them. And I, I, I was with a bunch of people that I didn't know very well, or I would, would have said the thing that I almost said, which was, have you considered just getting some guns, going there, and declaring it a sovereign nation under your own control. Because, like, I feel like that could work. Like, there's some precedent that suggests that that can work. So you could do that and then just invite people over for a room escape. They also pointed out that it costs way more to get to Alcatraz than it does to do one of their room escape games. Right. So they're, they're, they seem to believe that their audience is cost-sensitive in that mm. way. I think, I think that is probably true. There's, you know, people are probably not willing to pay $100 a person for a room escape, right? What? They, why they wouldn't, what if it was Alcatraz? Why wouldn't people be willing to do that? Because that, that seems like... It lasts an hour. Why don't other people value everything to the same uh, proportionate extent that I do, Kevin? <laughs> what they should do is just charge you personally, Zach, more. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. Uh, charge, charge each person according to their ability. <laughs> Well, that's that's what coupons are, right? <laughs> Is it like you're spending time clipping coupons and yeah, like and, people who really need to, they can spend that like th- that miserable time finding all the coupons for the things they want to buy. Oh, like grinding slimes to buy your <laughs> yes. your first short sword. <laughs> grinding slimes to make your bread. Fee fi fo fum. Ah, coupons though. Like, what is the incentive? On the retailer's part, I feel like I feel like senior well, discounts they, and student discounts. They, they are make more a apt, profit, right? They make a profit on the sale, even at the discounted rate. But they make more of a profit if you don't have the coupon. Right. So that really is like let's sell both to the people who can afford it and can't. You mm-hmm. know, what? There's there's a term for that that I'm forgetting. It's it's not it's yeah, like I, I, I'm sure sales or capturing capturing the spectrum or something like that. <laughs> Hitting all four quadrants. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Moms, tweens, uh-huh. cool guys, yeah. and idiots. Okay. Uncles. Those are the. <laughs> there are four kinds of people in the world. Yeah. Moms, tweens, cool guys, and idiots. Those are the four kinds. And that's the. If you can target all four of those with one, uh, with one, uh, I don't know, uh, box of frozen hamburger one patties. Nuke. Yeah. I like that both then, uh, babies and senior citizens are idiots in that scheme, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. What? 
<laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that it was relatively apt for a thing that you just. Yeah, I mean, a da- I guess uh, it's if you're considering dads to be, be cool, cool dudes. Um, <laughs> well, dads and like you know, uh, dads and grads, dads and grads, <laughs> yeah. Dads and grads are all cool dudes. You can tell because their greeting cards always have sunglasses on them. I, I saw. I think it was on Language Log. I saw an example of it, it was some in the orthography of some like it was a Walmart ad or something like that. It said dads and grads, but there was an apostrophe only in grads. <laughs> huh. And they were hypothesizing that. You, it was a shortening of graduate? Well, no, they were hypothesizing that, like, that this mistake was because you see the word dads a lot more than you see the word grads. Hmm. And you usually, and, and, and so it, it becomes, it's a lot more normal to have just the word D-A-D-S than it is to have the word G-R-A-D-S. Hmm. That's that was the hypothesis, I think. I could see that it's because that's not like daduates and graduates, right? It's dads and graduates, right? Yeah, it so, is. It is actually Jesuits a shortening. That's a good graduates, <laughs> Jesuits and graduates. But it was just the singularly weird error to make when, like, you've got to you did it right, right, like two words earlier. You got it right. Well, maybe it was ironic. He's one. Yeah. The the guy who wrote that sign is one, but not the other. Right. The sequel to The Graduate is The Daduate. <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, that was a, how that San- was a four quadrant movie. San Francisco is, is either insufferably hot or seriously fucking cold, depending on w- like which of hour of the day it is. <laughs> yeah. Does it Jesus. alternate from hour to hour? <laughs> Tonight's forecast, dark. <laughs> <laughs> it has been... It has been too hot to sleep several days over the last week and fuck like i came into work on the weekend because there's air conditioning at the office (laughs) like it it was that bad like it's it it is at the point where i would have made my little ice machine thing if i had had the if i had had the resources at my disposal i didn't think i could stand to be in our apartment long enough to make ice (laughs) there's there is ice in the freezer it's, I guess I could have gone to an ice store. You could do there, that. There's, I, uh, also, I, there's also my ice spheres. Uh, but I didn't want to use your fancy ice hey, for my stupid if you need comfort. It, if you need it to survive, I, I would yeah. happily grant you my ice spheres. <laughs> I came into the office, and Ollie had also come into the office, cause, because Ollie and I are the self-employed people. We're the ones who work on the weekends. I think that's what we've determined. Okay. Like Whenever I come into work on the weekends, if anybody's here, it's Ollie. But he was just sitting here with all the windows open, just sweating. And I said, huh. I came here because there's air conditioning. Do you mind if I turn on the air conditioning? And he said, ah, yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> like, like, okay, so... That, mm. He's working on I don't know. a secret project, as far as I know. I don't, yes. I don't know if it's secret, but it's a project. I don't know if it's secret either. It's cool, it and cool. I, it's, it's, is it's it, exciting. Is it a poster? It's a, it's a line of uh, cards it's for a, grads yeah, it's and dads. A, yeah, it's <laughs> dads yeah. and grads cards, yeah. And there's a lot of visual puns in each one, yep. like a, an apostrophe. Uh, an apostrophe nah, it's cool. is a visual pun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Jim, you went on a you went on a trek. You went to a wedding. Yeah, I was in Connecticut for like a week. Did they get um, married in Connecticut because it has the word connect in it? Oh. No, you know they actually got married in Massachusetts. They just live oh, in Connecticut. Balls. That's, so that, sorry that about is, that. It's just mass. It's extra mass. <laughs> yeah, that there was a lot of that. Oh, so it was a Catholic wedding. It 
Oh. Is that a, is that a pun I don't get? Mass. Like, oh, like, Mass? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sorry. Carry on. It wasn't a pun. It was a real joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you didn't. You didn't get it. Yeah. So that yeah, that part. Yeah. 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 It's cool. It's cool. Don't mind me. I'm just telling stories. Maybe maybe it would have made more sense if it was in Sacramento. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about the wedding, Jim. Oh, it was nice. It was a wedding. There was a there was a chairlift. A chair. It was it was like it. Look it up. This was actually the this was actually the rehearsal. Okay. The rehearsal took place at a ski resort during the summer. Okay. Uh, uh, Apparently, like my mom told me when she was she was looking around the ski resort and she realized, oh, this is where you said your first word. Whoa. And she pointed at like the alcove in the restaurant, which was. A neat bit of history. I didn't even know I'd been there. Um, what, what, what was your first yeah, word? What was it? It was cookie. Oh, yeah, my that was a good my, first word. Yeah. My grandmother is a speech therapist, or was a speech therapist. Um, and uh, she was apparently like trying to elicit this word from me with a cookie. Oh wow! So yeah, so like a, a, a physical manifestation of the abstract yeah. word. Concept. Your second word was Pavlovia. <laughs> <laughs> or Pav- yeah, Pavlova. Yeah. But there was a chairlift. It was a ski resort during the summer, so the chairlift didn't actually let us off at the top. It just like took us around in a loop. Oh, weird. Hmm. And we saw some scenery. That was kind of neat. I mean, chairlifts don't really let you off, right? You just kind of hop off of them right, at opportune they, moments. They, but they didn't. They they had a guy to make sure we didn't do that. Aha! Uh-huh. They, they like don't a, want you hiking. A guy in them. each, a guy in each chair. Like, don't <laughs> jump off of here. A guy at the top. A guy who has, like, he just points a spear at you. <laughs> you better better sit there, or just, you're going to get some of they, this. They just lay down shit smeared spikes on every flat surface <laughs> underneath the chairlift, so that you're discouraged from jumping off. Oh man! Oh, in the winter, they'll be covered by the snow. It'll yeah. be fine. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, and and the wedding itself. This is like I I don't I don't know why people do this, but the wedding was like twenty thousand dollars. Like I it asked, cost like you twenty thousand dollars to go to the wedding? No, 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 not not per person. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's like how much would it have been with a coupon? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, the the total cost to the parents of the bride, I think that seems lowish well, for a wedding if, in my experience. Yeah. Yes, if you're crazy. Um, maybe they were considering that a web- wedding could potentially be what like hundreds free? of thousands of dollars. <laughs> oh, we went different directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is the sort of thing. Like, apparently, like twenty percent of that was the dress, yeah. and another ten percent was the open bar. Wow, it was a twenty thousand dollar wedding with an open bar. That's kind of impressive, actually. Is it? Yeah. Well, depending on how many people there are, yeah, it's not cheap to it's not cheap to have an open bar. Yeah. 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 It, it was fun. It was a good time. So I can't I can't begrudge them that. But um, have you, do you, do you guys know the song Uptown Funk? I don't think so. No. It's by like Ron Swanson or something like that. Wait, that no. <laughs> it's by a character from Parks and Rec. No, it's 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 by a guy whose name sounds like Ron Swanson. Um, James Dean. This is a song. No, keep keep guessing. Um, Hungry man. Th- this is a song I'd heard a couple of times before and kind of dismissed as uninteresting. Don Johnson. And nope. Um, and Ron Perlman. 
That's it. You got it. <laughs> He's in the video five times in five different outfits. Five oh, is it about how funk never changes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Juan Tonson. <laughs> no, we, you already got it. You can stop. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and this is a song like that the, the DJ played at the wedding and like everybody in the room clearly knew it really well. Um, there were people like dancing, like in, in time with like important moments in the music and like lip syncing. And then I looked on YouTube and it's got like 500 million views. Wow. And th- this is a song that like, I, you know, I was, I was cognizant of it, but it never occurred to me to give a shit because like, I, so I feel like I'm pretty good at listening to music for my age. I thought you were to say you were pretty good at weddings. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh yeah. I've got this nice tuxedo. It's cool. Um, but, and, and usually like, even if I don't like a song, a, a pop song, I can tell why people like it. I can like sense the brain hooks. Mm-hmm. Um, Sensing but, the brain hooks. <laughs> yeah. It's That's a good album. Sometimes man. they're, sometimes they're squishy. Sometimes they're sharp. Um, and in this, for this particular song, I, I like do not perceive any brain hooks. It's just it just completely washes over me, and I don't like I don't know what people like about it. Elevator and music sounding kind of stuff. It's more like James Brown. Okay. Um, which actually, now that I think about it, is like that's a pretty good referent because I feel the exact same way about James Brown, and he's pretty popular. So maybe this isn't about me getting old after all. <laughs> maybe you just are a racist. Uh, I'm pretty sure this guy is in black. It's hard to tell. He's kind of, he's got black friends in the video. <laughs> okay. I intended to listen to the song so that I could talk to you about it, but uh, I didn't. That's cool. That's, uh, I don't, I don't mind monologuing for a bit <laughs> with interrupted by <laughs> dumb accusations jokes about of racism. Names. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you win the wedding by catching the bouquet or garter belt or whatever it is that they do now? Uh, no, I did not. Mm. Um, did I wasn't they, even in the room when that happened. Did they do that? Yeah, they did. And apparently they were very egalitarian about it because a dude, one of the, one of the brides dudes, whatever they call those the guys. Groomsmen? Called it. What was that? The groomsmen? No, the no it was a bride's, dude. it was a, it oh, was, was there, a bride's was dude. Was there a bride's dude? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying they let the dudes catch the bouquet, not that they let dudes be in the ladies' wedding party. Well, both. Okay. Yeah. Anybody who wanted to do any activity could just, just hop in. Were there grooms ladies? I didn't see any. Were they forced I, to wear uglier dresses than even the <laughs> bridesmaids' dresses? Uh, well, I, I didn't see any, so maybe maybe they were forced to wear uh, suits and ties. Is a sufficiently ugly dress clothes. a suit? Right, Somebody yeah, that would, that would do suit. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, weddings. Or wearing a suit, uh, like... At a different place. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You, All right. Well, we can, you can be in the, the wedding best. party, but I'm going to need you to wear a dress in Florida. <laughs> you, you need to wear your house as a dress. Oh, yeah. Your bridesmaid's so fat. Uh, anyway. But it was a fun wedding. Was it Was it a good ceremony? Did they? Do you think they'll be together forever and they love each other a lot and stuff? They certainly seemed to think so when they were saying the vows. <laughs> That's what it's about, right? Did they write their Did they write their own vows? They, they did. Wow, they were, were they? You know, they were. Were they, uh, were they hokey? They were touching. No, oh. I mean, 
I think hokey things are touching. So sure. Um, that's uh, you can't really trust me on that. Um, oh, but, sure, I can. You seem like a guy with an open heart. Yeah, the <laughs> it's it's my one weakness. <laughs> <laughs> Sucking chest wound is my one weakness. It's <laughs> a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as weaknesses go, it's definitely like you're uh, you're not malingering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I liked it. I, I think I think they'll be together for a bit. I, I, uh, a bit, yeah. Out of confidence, they're still, yeah. yeah I they're mean, still together, probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they've gone on the honeymoon yet. It's probably going to last at least till then. Okay. Who's going to turn uh, down do you guys, a paid trip to some exotic locale, right? Do you guys have anything else to discuss before we get to the listeners' mail segment of the show? Uh, I saw Inside Out. Oh yeah. As did I, did, because we did saw you it weep? at the same time. We did. Uh, I did. I yeah, did. I yeah. got choked up a little bit. It's, it's, it's a very moving picture. Yes. Is it it's <laughs> just <laughs> fucking... Did it uh, does everybody fucking die in the first 30 seconds? No. no. I don't think anybody dies in it. Okay. Well, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. But there, there, there's... Oh, everybody there, dies. There's, there's not a significant number of deaths. Is, I is guess this there's the movie, a significant digit of deaths. <laughs> right. Is this the movie where all the emotions have avatars? Yeah, yes. it's it's Pixar Herman's head. I was supposed to say, they're okay. all airbenders. I, <laughs> I I really I haven't seen that movie, but I really liked like judging from the ads, I think I would really like it. And I really like that like children are getting like in an intuitive way this this perspective that your head is composed of a bunch of warring entities. Mm, sure. Because I think that's a really valuable idea to convey at a young age. I mean, I, Herman's Herman's Head was a really, really good show. Yeah. Was it? I, 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 I remember so. seeing it, but I don't remember. I remember it. really. You, do you, Kevin, you said you didn't remember it, or you didn't like it. I don't remember it at all. I think it's I liked not it a lot. Episode or two, but all I remember was one scene that took place after a raging alcohol bender, and it cuts to the the emotions inside his head, and they're all covered in confetti. Which they comment as being dead brain cells. Yeah, that's disconcerting. (laughs) Uh, So I saw it with two psychologists and spent a good hour and a half after the movie, sort of discussing the various merits of. Did they feel it was it was accurate in that model? Because the I read an article where some other psychologists were talking about how it seemed pretty. It's pretty decent, is what they like. They were they were relatively pleased with with things like it. It was interesting, like, talking about how the sort of the main character, the main human character in it, uh, had had such a sheltered life that a relatively minor life change causes mm. a major traumatic break. Uh, and how that was kind of an interesting way to portray things. Um, and then also that there are probably two two other base emotions in the sort of theoretical framework that they just didn't include one of which is contempt uh, which uh, is probably fine i feel like that was kind of melded into the disgust, disgust yeah yeah uh and then there's one other one that i'm forgetting um but that also what wouldn't have been uh, how would you differentiate between contempt and disgust disgust is very specifically to keep you from eating things that will kill you primarily <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Right. So, it like, all right, you wouldn't. You wouldn't also say that disgust keeps you from fucking things that will kill you. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Like a like a knife. <laughs> okay. I guess. Huh. <laughs> or like a bag of knives. 
like a box with a knife in it. I, I will say that disgust is not the emotion that keeps me from fucking a bag of knives. <laughs> okay. What, uh, what, what is then? Contempt. Oh, okay. There you go. Then that's the difference. <laughs> disgust is the thing that stops you from eating a bag of knives. Contempt is the thing that stops you from fucking a bag of knives. We, we've sussed it, guys. This All is right. going in the DSM-6 for oh, sure. Oh, man. Right All right. Like, can, uh, can your girlfriend get us a textbook deal, Kevin? Probably. I'm sure. I'm sure that we've uh, we've proven ourselves in this <laughs> venue. Do you guys want to do some listeners' mails? Sure. Sure. Yes. Jim Dandy writes. A few episodes ago, Zach mentioned something about how cool a Duckula game would have been. There have been two Duckula games for the Commodore 64, and Zach is horribly mistaken. They were both miserable slogs with none of the humor of the cartoon. The first Duckula game was an inexact platformer that basically required you to make a map and plot a course through in under 10 minutes. The second was even worse and had a character called Tremendous Terrence. You're not really selling it as worse by just saying it has a character with a cool name like Tremendous Terrence. I mean, it does. Have, uh, no, I mean, it's got that alliteration going for it. That's cool. Tremendous Terrence. I, what I meant, obviously, was it would have been cool if there had been a cool Count Ducula <laughs> game. <laughs> like, if there had been the, the Count Ducula of video games is basically what I'm, what I'm hoping for wow. here. Right. It's like when people were clamoring for a new season of Arrested Development, what they mean was a new good season mm. of Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yes, writes, apparently there is a place in Switzerland called Belp, and it has a taco place. Yay! Taco Belp. <laughs> nice. Wow. The, you, Riff, you're going to have to go on a pilgrimage to the town of Belp <laughs> and see if you can find a place called Taco Belp. Holy shit, Riff. <laughs> I th- it's possible that you just created that. That's true. It that. might not have existed. Oh, yeah, it's Adon. Yeah. Mr. Fister says, why is every show getting shorter? What happened to two hours of hilarious bullshit? Oh, just you wait. This one's nine hours long. (laughs) I have foreseen it. Eh, People have been out of town. People have been busy. Well, we have been we have been going for less time overall than we were like a few months ago. Yeah, I think that's probably fine. Well, Jim has I, gotten gotten honestly, rid of all of his like long term interesting stories, and now we're just dealing with all short term stuff, right? So right, yes, all my stories are gone. I've used them up. Now we have to talk about the wedding you just went to this past week and yeah. the weather. That was the thing we did earlier. Right? Oh wow, that's a good point, Senorita Auto Poots. This is a pretty good name. Yeah. Says. I was walking through the woods one day when I came across a genie lamp. I rubbed it, obviously, because I had to find out if there was really a genie inside. And indeed, poof, there was. I will grant you one wish, said he. One wish? Don't you mean three, I asked? No, he said. Everyone asks this. Genies are weak to wood and therefore in forests. Uh, This is hard to read because all of the quotes are like smart quotes because I feel like this was pasted in from MS Word. And so really what I'm seeing is like an A with a little circumflex (laughs) over it and then two big question marks in blocks. Uh, So whatever I said, this isn't Magic the Gathering and I already have a wish. But he interrupted, I will give you three ways to achieve your wish. So what do you most desire? Aside from you being a lot less super lame genie, Riff mentioned a fantastic game by Cactus called Hot Throttle that's free online. The one about the gay car, asked the genie. No, you have to talk to Jim about that and quit interrupting, said I. Wish for the video game's hot dog crew to play Hot Throttle as an assignment for their podcast. The genie disappeared into a shimmer of air and began this incantation in dulcet tones. Okay. (laughs) That was a pretty serious listener. Yeah. We should do the one about the gay car. Means it. Yeah, which that's not what. Yeah, we should. Yeah, you know we'll get there. 
Uh, Vernatio says, hello, have you guys ever played Stratego? It's a chess-like board game I played a lot of as a kid and haven't heard anyone mention in about a decade, which is weird considering how old the game is. Yeah, in the game, you have a variety awesome. of units that can move in different ways across the battlefield, which is dynamic, which t- uh, with lakes and mountains, depending on what kind of board you use. Each unit has statistics, which determine their matchups against others. So, yeah, statistics are printed on the backside of generic castle-shaped pieces to hide your placements from the opponent, and as such, part of the challenge is identifying the opponent's units based on how they move and attack. I have never played it, but I've heard a bunch of good things about it, but I don't... I've never heard of there being variant boards. I'm only familiar with the one main board with the two little lakes in it. I've never played it. It's interesting. Maybe we should do Stratego as an assignment. We'd have to play it against each other. We'd have to do it when we're all in town. Yeah, is there like Rift, a... do you think you could find buddies to play Stratego with? Or an online Stratego. Stratego online. I would find a Stratego implementation for Windows 3.1 and play that. Oh, there you go. I might have a, a CD-ROM with a Stratego implementation for Windows 3.1 on it. Seems like the kind of thing I would have bought back in those days. I definitely have a Windows 3.1 Access and Allies <laughs> CD-ROM. Have you guys been playing any video games? Speaking of CD-ROMs with video games on them. I played a beta of a video game. Ooh, what beta? I played the uh, the Kickstarter backer beta, the the A Team version beta for the game Dropsy by Jay Tholen. Tell us more. It is a uh, classic LucasArts style point and click adventure, starring a fat, m- mentally disabled clown. Uh-huh. Oh, Dropsy the clown. Yes, Dropsy the clown. And uh, you know, he 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 wanders the world, uh, helping helping people cure whatever reason that they are sad, and then giving them a big sweaty clown hug. So how is it? It's it's pretty good. It's actually it's really charming. Uh, it uh, uh, there's still like it's not content complete yet. Uh, it, it's uh, I think he's got he he's he's got like the 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 entire like through line of the the game um in but some of the side stuff hasn't been set up yet but when it's all done and polished i think it'll be it'll be uh pretty good right up there with the classic LucasArts stuff it does some really neat things because like dropsy can't uh doesn't really have a good grasp of english so all the people that you talk to talk in sort of like pictograms that that sort of characterize what their feelings about things are and and all the signage in the world is is just gibberish characters instead of english text and uh. it's uh yeah. so it's fun the idea is like signs you can't read because they don't have any kind of intonation but people you can sort of pick up yeah what they mean by the tone of voice or pointing and yeah yeah slapping you around that's and stuff. interesting what was that was there a movie where the main characters of the movie were zombies and they could only communicate with people who were really drunk like oh that does sound uh, familiar God. and was there like a, a one zombie who fell in love with a girl who was alive or something or no that's, i don't that's, know I think that's a different one i think that is, i think that that's is, a different movie yeah but they also like that they also could only communicate as much as their sort of like brains or hearts were engaged or something 
but I, I don't know and i don't remember how like but it, the way that it expressed it was like from the zombies perspective everybody was just like screaming except for drunk people who were talking huh. <laughs> or Apparently something this is like can't remember the name of the movie segment because all i can think about is the movie i can't remember the name of where the protagonist is face blind and every other character is played by the same actor oh neat wow I remember somebody proposing that as a joke on Twitter the other day, and then it being revealed to them that there was such a movie and that it wasn't very good. That's, I think that's what I saw. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing that somebody like came up with a movie concept that somebody else had already executed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in retrospect, that's sort of, that's the sort of thing someone would think of though. Yeah. Sure. There's nothing new under the sun. I mean, I, w- I was not aware of face blindness until the past couple of years, probably. Thanks to I you never read the Oliver Sacks books. Well, I haven't actually. I picked one up oh. uh, in the in Powell's and was leafing through it, but I've not I've not actually read them all. He hasn't died yet, right? Correct. Pretty like, sure not. My my understanding is that he is in the in the process, and that sucks because he seems are. like a really nice guy. Well, yeah, but he's a little. He's a little more more uh, vigorously in the process. He's an overachiever, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so your dropsy the clown game. Anything else? Um, let me see here. He's he's consulting his iPad. Oh, I, the screen I played, is fucking filthy, Riff. Well, you, you're just looking at it from the from the angle from the where angle you where can, I can see, see the, the reflection of the grease on it it's yes. fingers i mean do you polish your ipad every morning i polish my phone pretty much several times a day gosh um, you you just mean you rub it on your pants right <laughs> I, I polish it by rubbing it out on my face oh yeah so polish your face is your face a chamois cloth no i uh, rub one out onto my phone every morning oh, and that's polish how it I, on your face oh, that's oh. I, it's, it's like waxing Too it it's like much <laughs> information <laughs> Too much information. Uh, I played the. Uh, um, <laughs> Do you want to use my phone? <laughs> no. I pay. I played. The- if you need it, you, if you need it, you can. It's it's cool. I- Ready? <laughs> I played the I played the iPad game uh, Death Watch, which is a implementation of a turn-based strategy in the Warhammer 40k universe. And uh, it's okay. It's it, it plays pretty well as a turn-based strategy space marine game. The uh, the in-app purchases are overpriced, but it's a game made by Games Workshop, who are the masters of hot dogs and buns, so it's not very surprising. Uh, but it seems like you can probably play most, if not all, of the game without buying in-app purchases, so... Probably all right. Explain what you mean by the masters of hot dogs and buns. Uh, in as I recall, when I used to play Epic Scale, forty uh, k Space Marine, a squad of tanks required three tanks, and tanks were sold in lots of two. Oh, I see. Huh? Yeah. And like, did they did that hold across all like the it, like a squadron of marines was ten and they sold packs of eight? Yeah, pretty much. Huh. Games Games Workshop is well known for chiseling all the money they can possibly get out of their players. I wonder how much they actually make. You know, I wonder how much of that is just shithead entitled nerds being shithead entitled nerds. Like, does Games Workshop have a big staff? I don't know. 40,000 of them. They have 40,000 employees. 
God, I bet employee number 40K, I bet it was huge. Like when they, when Twitter hired their 140th employee, mm. it was a big deal. And everybody after that had to sit outside. But they were on like the 30th floor of a building, so they all just died. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a hell of a, a, a head cannon you've constructed for Twitter. <laughs> All right, they also installed head cannons in all of their employees <laughs> in case they decided to defect to it's, another... So, that's what they have instead they of decided to guns defect the office. L.O. Yeah. <laughs> Is L.O. even still fire. around? Yeah, I got an email from them the other day touting some sort of feature. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I, I stopped logging in, like, I, I logged in, like, once a day for about a month until one day it didn't work. And I bet they fixed it the next day, but, like, that was they enough. Too me. late. Like, yeah. Any oh. friction was too much friction. Right, exactly. And then, like, yeah, it, it's been, like, a year later, maybe. I, I logged in again to see if, like, maybe people are still using this thing. And the most recent post on my whatever you call the equivalent of friends list was, like, six months ago. It was an interesting post, though, so I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> annoyed that I logged in. I uh, I started talking to this dude randomly at uh at the cigar club the other night and uh he was a guy I feel like we maybe this came up on the podcast but he was a guy that had uh, I just he was a video game developer and I started talking to him and he was talking about how he showed me this game that he had made that had like procedurally generated puzzles in it and I was like all right I kind of want to See if I can find this guy on the internet. But the only thing that I was able to do was to add him on Google Plus. <laughs> and so I think that that achieved literally nothing. Uh, I guess I could just make a fucking Facebook account. I would probably be able to find him on Facebook. God damn it. I guess it is good for something. Finding this guy who yeah, finding this guy from the cigar lounge. Who I want to talk to yeah. about procedurally generated puzzles. And you could read the new Bloom County strips. Oh yeah, can you only get those on Facebook? Uh, as far as I know, he's only posting them on Facebook. Wow, you have to be like Facebook friends with Berkeley breathed. I guess so. Wow. Huh. Is it not breathed or whatever? I don't know. I don't know. I always pronounced it breathed, but like I read that word when I was a kid. Yeah. I always thought of Bloom County as a comic like Doonesbury, which I just didn't care about. But then I read a Bloom County anthology in high school and I was like, oh, that's actually really fucking good. Yeah, yeah well, it's yeah. just that he ripped off the art style. Yeah, did he? Yeah. A little bit. It, yeah. it looks the same. It, yeah. Does it look like Doonesbury? Yeah. I feel like I would have said that they were done by the same person if I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, Steve Dallas definitely has that pointy Doonesbury-ish sort of nose. Yeah, yeah, he's really the, like, that's, that's, he's the guy that drives it home, yeah. for sure. I wonder if that was deliberate. Like, if he was well, I, I using think, that think, character to comment on the Doonesbury characters. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe, but, like, I think, I think certainly, uh, the, the bre, bre, breathed guy, however you pronounce that name, is a fan of the, if not Doonesbury, then the Doonesbury art. Hmm. Breed head. Breed head, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Kevin? Uh, I have not really played any games uh, other than like my uh, sort of morning daily game thing that I do, which is, you know, play the daily challenge in uh, Alcazar and 
the red herring thing. Maybe the Bonza challenge. Alcazar is the one with the black and white squares? It's the one that has the... You make the path through the maze. There's right. entrances and exits huh. and the logic puzzle. I'm, Have you been doing the arcane to me tower? That you're daily? still playing that because it seemed to me like it kind of wore out its. I mean, it's it is like a pseudoku in that it is a foregone conclusion that you will solve it. Okay, but but you just do it sort of as a ri- morning ritual. Yeah, okay. Like it takes like that doesn't sound like a pseudoku at all. Pseudokus are they're they're I mean, unless they're constructed wrong or all straightforward, right? Maybe by you, dork. <laughs> Uh, I find, like, I, I have found Sudoku puzzles to be very difficult when you get to the high-level stuff. And also, they're as boring as they are difficult, which is to say considerably. Yeah. Uh, I've been I've been doing a daily, uh, I've been do- making a daily word puzzle on my, on my Twitter feed. I feel like I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> because, because you are not... Kevin never fathoming, does puzzles. You're producing, you're producing these puzzles that seem like puzzles that I would be able to solve, but I am just 100% mystified. I think you just haven't spent enough time with them. I think, I think you, if you really sat down with them, you'd be fine. They're, they're, they're sort of insight based puzzles. So, yeah, I was, I was, I was complaining to you today. I don't even, I, I cannot even identify the domain that these puzzles exist in. They're, they're, so far Twitter. they've all been different. Twitter puzzles. Twitter. Yes. <laughs> uh, Twitter.com is the domain that they exist in. I would, yeah. I would argue that, I, that like half of the responses that I get to them are just joke answers. And I don't know if that's <laughs> because the person solved them and then wanted to be sort of funny or if they didn't care about the actual solution and just submitted some some bullshit <laughs> or both. it can be both yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you if you want to see a walkthrough for these puzzles can you just view replies yeah pretty much i mean there's like most of them are just immediately spoiled by somebody just literally answering them i feel right. as though especially in light of what you're saying now that this entire thing is just like a trick that is being played on me <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not I would I wouldn't do that to you. I feel left out. I feel like you and Riff have this secret language that you're using <laughs> oh. to tell each other jokes and I'm not a part of the joke. <sighs> I don't really feel that way. I just feel kind of dumb. <laughs> well, you could you can tell some jokes about bands that only you and Kevin have heard of. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. And so this is like a, this is like a game of this is like a game of Dixit that we're playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get points for every uh, for every person who doesn't understand my puzzle. Okay, good. <laughs> so it's important. Oh, we did a we did a puzzled pint since the last show, didn't we? Or did we? Uh, I think we might have. Mm. Or maybe it was the day before the last show. Yeah, it was the day before the last show. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but did you talk about it? No, but it wasn't very good. It was a it was not a very good set of puzzles. I didn't think it. I was surprised how variable the solve times were in the end because it it was all from it was like 25 minutes to over three hours hmm. um and i had almost almost entirely owing to that jap it was one of those japanese p- style of puzzles where it's like you've got these nodes and each node has a number in it that's the number of paths that go to other things and okay. a lot of people just weren't i mean myself included like i was like yeah this is some japanese logic bullshit i don't you know, you had to explain it to me, and I was like, I kind of just didn't 
care to solve any of those puzzles. I was like, if I actually showed up to a thing and they asked me to do this, I would just be like, yeah, we'll just drink instead of playing this game. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's how you're approaching my Twitter puzzles as well. You'd just rather drink. <laughs> Which is fine. I, I do not hold that against you. I think it is totally fine to just drink instead of solving random Twitter puzzles. Jim. Video games. What? Video games? Oh, yeah. I guess I... Yeah, I went to I'll take my answer Extreme. in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. I went to California Extreme. Um, it was pretty cool. So for our listeners who don't know what that is, it's awesome. Yeah. It's a, it's an arcade game expo. Uh, it's usually every July at the Hyatt Regency in Santa Clara. And they also have pinball? Uh, for a weekend. Yeah, yeah. Arcade game at pinball. It's about half and half, I would say. Yeah. And they have some, sometimes they have talks and they have, uh, contests. Like usually there's a pinball contest. Sure. Um, and they had an, uh, an, uh, console game room that I visited for the first time. For all I know, they've been doing that since the beginning. Yeah. It but, wasn't very good when I went in there. It was not, a, it, was it was pretty, it was pretty minimalist this year too, but, but the content was good. Oh. Um, so in the, in the console game room, they had a game called Choro Q. C H R C H O R O Q. The letter Q. Yeah. Which was I, I, I never got to the gameplay part of it. What I got to was like there it's you're driving like a a car, a driverless car, like I never saw any people in this game, around a town, and the town is like a JRPG style town where you bump into other cars and they have like one line of dialogue. Hmm. And uh-huh. And then you drive into people's houses and like they tell you, they like, they tell you a line of dialogue and then you drive out. And it, like you're talking to the cars, like you drive into a house and like you drive, like you, it, it cuts to in, in, the inside the house and you drive up to the other car that's inside the house. Like, is and it they say, like, why, why are you bothering me during class? Leave now. Um, and. <laughs> It's just the the most inane imagine like there and there was there I did a fetch quest so that was a that was a gameplay kind of a thing. Okay. And I I never got to the part where like apparently I read the back of the box and apparently this is a racing game eventually. <laughs> huh. But I never got to that part. But it was just just bizarre to uh to be Were the cars anthropomorphized in some way? Not at all. Not at all. They were uh, they were chibi cars. They were like all very. It was like every car was a smart car. They were all very like stumpy. If they could talk, Um, that's pretty smart. Yeah, I guess that's how they that's how they gave them the ability to talk. Is they made them all short. Um, (laughs) they gave them the ability to choke to death. (laughs) They they installed a choke on the engine, and that's how they were able to talk. (laughs) Right. No, that's just how they're able to have sex. and it's it's one of those things where like I was enthralled for like half an hour and probably would lose interest almost immediately after I figured out what the actual game was because that's how those things usually go. So I I was happy to have just spent that time with it. Um, and the other interesting thing, I mean, I, I've been to California Extreme every year since two thousand nine, so it gets kind of old. Um, like I've, I've you see a lot of the same stuff over and over again, even the exotic stuff like the. The one-off prototype cabinets um, from Exitari employees, yeah, which are really cool the first time. Um, the, the the new thing that I noticed that was really interesting this year was uh, someone made a um, 
a Pac-Man ROM hack that allows you to skip right to level 255. Yeah. And when you beat that level, it goes right to the kill screen. How hard is that level to beat? Um, It looks like... I, I would guess the average player would probably spend all their lives doing it, but barely make it. Okay. Oh, I thought, I thought you said all of their life doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. That's a pretty hard level. Yeah. And the kill screen takes on a whole new meaning. Yeah, that's right. It's the... Yeah, anyway. I was going to make the same joke you just made. Um... <laughs> And right next to that, I'm not sure if this is something that is that existed in prototype form or if something somebody like cooked up as a like a historical palimpsest. But uh, there was a I think it was called Crazy Otto, if I'm remembering right. That's the name of the uh, yeah the guy from Berserk. Oh, maybe not oh, then. Right. That's, that's evil. That's evil Otto. Right. Yeah. Oh, there's a so so Miss Pac-Man started out as a ROM hack of Pac-Man. Back when ROM hack meant like you would sell this daughter board to the arcade operator and they would install it in their game to get a new game. Right, like you had replaced the the proms. Yeah, yeah. But in this case it's like you're actually it's an add-on board. Like you're you're keeping the Pac-Man ROMs, but you are adding new ones to make it a new game. Um and that's what Miss Pac-Man started out as before Midway took it over. Um and this was that game that was like the 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 ROM hack that changed the art enough that it looked that was starring different characters and the ghosts were different weird shit. Um and that was an interesting historical artifact as well. I was really pleased to see those two things. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like they California Extreme is uh, I don't know if it's unique, but it is special in the in the fact that they get a lot of stuff that is yeah. potentially seen nowhere else. Yes, that that's that, that is really cool and I I do recommend that if if it's within your capability and you have the this sort of interest in the sort of thing, you should to make the pilgrimage. Yeah, there were a lot of arcade games that there was only a couple of and they were only in San Francisco because they would like test Atari would test games at a laundromat or whatever and if they didn't right. make any money on the one that they hand built then they wouldn't bother manufacturing it for wide distribution right yeah can you imagine um, being one of those kids that determined which games made made it out into the world i mean it's weird because you wouldn't know yeah. that you were that right like you just you just wouldn't understand like cuz everything was weird when you were a kid right like <laughs> yeah. every every game was the first one of them that you'd ever seen yeah like, well i i think kids these days would they would know because of the internet well sure um but yeah that especially like looking back on it if you had memories of play, like maybe there was this game that you really liked that was in the laundromat and then then you they lost it and you never saw it again that would be a really interesting memory to have. But I mean, I would argue that a lot of kids do have memories exactly like that, but it's of Donkey Kong because they just never saw another Donkey Kong machine yeah, again, enough. right? Like because they never that, sought one out. Like they didn't, they didn't stick with the Candle Cove TV show or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pokemon Black. Yeah. yeah. Dead Bart. <laughs> and I've been playing uh, Alpha Bears. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Which I desperately I, want them to come out with a patch that lets you visit the old chapters so I can level up some of my bears. That's out. No. That patch that, exists, it, on Android at least. It, mm. Well, okay, maybe on Android. It, uh, on iOS, it's not out yet. 
Yeah, okay. I think they submitted it. It just takes a week or so for it to get through approvals. Yeah. Right, right. Customs. I continue to wish that that game just didn't have the bears. Oh. I, I wonder... I've So, I've been basically ignoring the bears. Like, anytime I make a bear choice, it's like... Who Whichever. has the highest multiplier? Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and a, I, I have been ignoring their... Be awake. Yeah. I wish there yeah. was a button that just did that. Just give me the highest multiplier. Give me the three with the highest multipliers that are awake. Right. And I, But I, I suspect that that's the reason that I'm not doing so well on Chapter 4. Like, I, I've, I've been doing... I did pretty well on, like, the, the first three chapters score-wise. Like, I it was able to clear them pretty easily and chapter four is just a brick wall for me no, chapter four is is a whole addition like a quantum leap in difficulty um right um and i'm i'm wondering like if i do i need to start using bear bear selection strategy to make the most of that yeah i think um, unfortunately you, you need you do and you also needed to have leveled your bears on earlier chapters so that you, you can have stronger outcomes like that interesting that's yeah that problem. makes sense and, that, yeah. and the fact that they, like, they, they, I don't know exactly what their thought process was in the, in the design, but I, it, like, I, I think they, they might have expected people to spend way more time before fighting a boss to move on than they do. Cause yeah, maybe. I think being good at the game is kind of a liability. Kind of, yeah. Right, because you, you right, yeah. because you'll beat the you'll beat the boss, and you think, oh, this is what I should do. Like I should beat this hard thing, but like, um, nope. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, Dan Cook tweeted something to the effect of like that he's terrible at metagame design, yeah. which is which is weird because I think of that guy as as one of the luminaries in game design. Except I think maybe he today. thinks of it, like I mean maybe rightly so. Like if if you think about like Triple Town. The the moment to moment gameplay is kind of where the strength of that lies. The moment to moment gameplay of Alpha Bear is pretty strong, but the like the, this whole notion of the bears and stuff is yeah. I think that was just. I think I, that was in large part them like saying, "How can we do a crossy road type thing?" Yeah, monetize this in some way. Yeah, there. I mean, I like it. If you described the bears to me, I would say, "Oh, that's cool. This bear, like this is a guy that gives uh, bonuses to certain letters or whatever." This seems like exactly the kind of game that I would make. In addition to yeah. being the kind of game that I would want to play, right? Yeah. But like the way that it is presented mechanically is just like, oh god, it's a fucking chore to like, like I have to choose these things. I don't want to choose these things because not, like a you never really know what you're getting into when right. you start a level. Like sometimes it'll say, oh, there's going to be more R's here. So like, uh, okay, I guess I'll pick the guy that makes R's worth more points or whatever. But like having to just tap on every bear in the roster to see what it does. Yeah. Just yeah. Seems like that's, yeah, that's it's not such a chore. Yeah. I really like the the moment to moment gameplay. I really like the the strategy of like pacing your letter reveals. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's really strong. That stuff that that's great stuff. Yep. Um I mean, I, I like do collecting bears. I do tend to play it like just play the best word that includes the lowest sort of countdown letters yeah. in yeah. it as opposed to like considering board state really. And that's another thing like that's just going to make it impossible to to do any better for a while that gets you a long way right yeah, because you if you can regularly a, you make can, like I'm, you can easily get to chapter four that way seven to ten letter words like yeah. the, all right well i'm just fine right uh, yeah 
I feel like I, I want to chat with them about letter frequency distribution because there's way too many H's. Because I feel like they're just using the standard sort of English, the published English letter frequency charts, which way overrepresent H because it's in the and there. Oh, huh. um, oh interesting. It's just not in that many additional words in comparison to... Yeah, like yeah, it appears. Yeah, it appears in a corpus in a, in a, to a in, way greater extent than it appears prose, in the dictionary. It's going to appear a yeah. lot more yeah. than in like a word list. And maybe the way to solve that is just find the like take their dictionary and look at the letter frequency of that dictionary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although even that, right? That's also like, a little weird too. But yeah, it's a. It, this is a it's complicated a, problem. It is a really complicated problem. Yeah. Um, I, so you guys have. I'm imagining you guys have thought about this a lot. Yeah. We've spent a lot of time on, and, and like, you know, the reason their Mad Libs are such bullshit at the end is because you would think that there would be good data about what, what part of speech every word in English is, but boy, would you be wrong about that. Boy, is that just not a fucking thing you can find given. Not in the public like, domain at the very least. Yeah, but not even, I mean, even the like stuff that we looked into paying for, it was like, nope, this is actually still kind of bullshit. So we're all, you're almost always better off just using the least bullshit free version of any language thing than you are the the, like cheapest version, at least. I found, I mean, I found that really, really, really solid corpus of about 80 or 90,000 words and their parts of speech that, that I have not found any problems with yet, but that's still. I, Only a fraction so, of the number of words in English. So, so several years ago, I registered the domain GameHusk.com <laughs> with the intent of writing uh, an emo poetry generator to review games on it. And in the process of of like starting to make this emo poetry generator, I found what looked like a really good corp like corpus of information about. Um, like a hyphenation, hyphenation dictionary, a part of speech dictionary, a rhyming dictionary. Hmm. Um, it was all part of the same package mm-hmm. that produced by some, produced by some academic work. And I'm wondering, like, I bet you guys know what I'm talking about. And if I just thought of the name and can tell me what's wrong with it, you know, but, um, I, I remember finding that and thinking it looked good, but never using it. Cause I never got around to actually writing the poetry generator. Generators are pretty fun to write, in my experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the hyphenation dictionary also had, like, a syllable stress dictionary, so I was going to, like, iambic pentameter it out. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like really good information, but, like... So when you say that doesn't exist, do you mean it doesn't exist in like any reliable form? It doesn't exist in a comprehensive form yeah. is the thing. Like you can make do for a lot of purposes with a lot of the stuff that you have, you know, and for like, for like, I would say the most common, like 30 or 40,000 words in English, which is a lot of fucking words. Like that's as many as most people know. It's, it's easy to find decent data about stuff, but like, but then there's it different like declinations of things and conjugations of things which like sometimes they don't have those all marked up well and stuff because a lot of it it at at the peripheries of these sets of data it becomes clear that a lot of it was generated programmatically right. and oh, and incorrectly yeah, yeah that's, that's and why that's this one, and that's the thing like so this one that i found that has like eighty thousand entries is hand curated and checked and 
is super impressive because of that. Yeah. And 80,000 is a lot for a hand curated list yeah. of anything about yeah. English words. No kidding. Yeah, seriously. I've been, I've been hand annotating like maybe three or 4,000 words as part of some work that we're doing on, on our dictionary. And it is just awful. <laughs> so I feel for anybody that had to do tens of thousands of these. Have you guys considered, uh, trying to sell your, uh, your word realms data to other uh, word game developers. <laughs> Every time we try to talk to other word game developers, they're just like, oh, I don't want to talk about this shit. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> fuck this. Yep. Fuck my day job. Like, fuck this. This is, yeah, this is a, like a problem that nobody, like everybody is either actively trying to solve or actively trying to avoid ever thinking about again. There's <laughs> nobody who's like, oh yeah, I've got an idea of what's going on. <laughs> like, yeah, that's nice. Yep. It's pretty good. I have played, I think, zero video games since the last time How we spoke. Is that possible? I, uh, uh, well, I played some Alpha Bear, but okay. <laughs> I played a bunch of Magic, but I think that I'm actually going to hold off on talking about Magic until next week when I have gone to. I'm going on Friday to a, a sanctioned Friday Night Magic event. Sanctioned uh, by the Wizards of the Coast. Yes, by the oh, very so you're, Wizards. You're playing with actual cards. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Are you gonna, I have been. Uh, are you going to wear your cornuthalm? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm going to wear a. I'm going to wear a headdress that I've made out of uh, cards with feathers on them. <laughs> what would the game, the the uh, Indian poker equivalent of Magic, be? Where you you draw a card out of the deck, and you mm. stick it on your forehead without knowing what it is, and then you get to walk around and never, you get to see everybody else's cards. And then other other people can cast that spell, but you can't determine determine who wins. <laughs> no, I'm interested to I'm interested to see how this is going to go. We've been uh, with uh, with our our buddy Ben McGraw. We've been doing some some drafting practice. Cool. Uh, like he'll drive a semi, and I will be in a little sports car behind the uh, semi. And then you uh, draw sure. a blueprint of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but then it got too windy, so I had to close the window. And then we played checkers, and then I drank some beer on tap. And then you took it, yeah. And then, you, and then you took a horse to some water, but you couldn't make it drink the beer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Good words that sound like other words. Do you guys want to talk about this assignment? Sure. Balloon fight. Yeah. It seems like there is basically nothing to say about balloon <sighs> fights. Jo- it's wow. a joust clone. Yeah. It's just. I mean, it's got some slight differences, but is basically just cute joust. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the I, I multiple played, balloons is, is yeah, a good yeah. yeah. I Two so hits. I played joust at California Extreme specifically to compare. Okay. Um, and it is fundamentally the same game, but joust the, feels better the feel of the motion is very different well in joust it feels like you're flying on a bird right and it like it really does and in balloon fight it feels like you're floating on a balloon it's really hard to do like, lateral i felt like it was really hard to do lateral movement well something i didn't realize until i watched a video of a of a really awkward not very well spoken dude talking about balloon fight was that <laughs> one i i thought that both buttons did the same thing but one of the buttons you can hold down it's sort of auto turbo. Oh, I didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Yeah. They're like, the I feel little, like we're just going to like little mini games between some. Yeah. Levels. The little catch the balloons. Yeah. yeah. Bonus and then I got round. to one of those. Was there one where you get to beat up a car? <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. 
You know, I saw a video of a guy beating up a car in real life. With and he was using all these like MMA grappling moves. Okay. Uh, instead of striking over. moves, That's like, great. you know, the, the times they are a change in <laughs> when it comes to combat sports. Did, it, uh, did he like flip the car over on its back and <laughs> get in a chokehold? Uh, pin it. Yeah. No, he just kind of grabbed it and ripped it apart. He just gave it a big hug while he rubbed its dick. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of MMA are you watching? <laughs> yeah, just the regular kind. <laughs> What kind of MMA are you pretending you're watching? <laughs> so one thing that I thought, this is peripheral to the game itself, but I was reading about its development, and um, I think Iwata worked on like the Game Boy version of it. I could be wrong, uh, but he I think he programmed he was, both versions. Or at was least it he, both versions? He programmed the, he's definitely credited as programmer on the NES version. Okay, yeah. I read that he had relayed the advice that instead of just using integers to um, store the player's position and velocity, you use fixed point. Um, so you you store subpixel uh, um, subpixel velocity and subpixel position, and this gives you a more uh, smooth, more naturalistic motion. And then he went on to talk about how how pleased he was to see that Super Mario Brothers used the same uh, advice. Hmm. And it's it's just the, it's the sort of thing that, like, I have been using that sort of, like, th- thought process regarding, you know, re- regarding simulation of motion since, like, almost before I learned to code. Like, I... I like moving through the world, you think of your position and <laughs> that's that's right in, in, sub- flo- sub- in fixed point, yeah. fixed point numbers. Um, and I have no recollection of coming to that insight myself, but someone must have, someone had to have that. Like, like I bet there's a SIGGRAPH white paper about it. Did you see that uh, the movie Pixels has a zero on Rotten Tomatoes because it is apparently it, the worst piece? It of It did garbage. for a while, a couple of. Non-zero. A couple of I, I saw. Yeah, posted. Oh, okay. I saw it's an article on Destructoid now. about how some people ruined the zero rating yeah. on Pixel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, you know what else has an extremely low Rotten Tomatoes uh, rating is probably one of the finest oh. films in the history of oh, cinema. Yeah. Freddy got fingered. <laughs> so I don't know that Rotten Tomatoes is really a trustworthy source. Just saying, guys. I bet Pixels is really bad. Oh, I bet it is. Yeah, I mean, I am. It, sh- it should no have been longer. Voxels, I no right? longer oh. believe it's that. Excellent, excellent I, I want to go see it. I feel bad for having helped promote them. I don't really. Those sunglasses were I, cool. You know, I think I will see it not in the theaters, and it will be fine. What did you guys think of Scott Pilgrim? I liked I it. I enjoyed it. I thought the comics yeah? were better, but the the. Uh, the movie was was the movie decent. managed to convey a lot of the feeling of yeah, comics. Yeah, even yeah. even with the the Scott character being a significantly different version sure. of that character, it yeah. still worked pretty well. Yeah, that would have been an interesting coincidence if they just if he just happened to be the uh, that character from Arrested Development that he had written in the comic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I never saw the movie. I never read the com. I read like two pages of the comic, um, and I remember reacting to the trailer the same way I reacted to the Pixels trailer, where this is like, this is a pandering corporate cash in. Oh, interesting. Mm. Where like that they're they're trying to package, you know, the the 
Generation X and Millennial like Mega know, Man nostalgia. Sell it back to them. Yeah. The the difference. I there. Somebody commented on it. I forget if it was in a Metafilter thread or or where it was that I read it. But somebody commented that the the difference is that. Uh, what was the thing they were taught? It wasn't Scott Pilgrim versus Pixels. It was something. Oh, it was uh, Ready Player One. Hmm. Uh, oh. The difference is that Ready Player One throughout all these video game references only to say, remember how awesome this was. Whereas Scott Pilgrim, the focus he Scott in the, in the comics at least is the only character who's really concerned about this video game stuff. And it's nobody else gives a damn. And he's shown as, as really kind of an asshole. And it's part of this, it's part of his being so deeply into video games is part of the story of him kind of growing up a little bit uh-huh. r- uh, rather than only playing the nostalgia card. Well, that certainly didn't come across in the trailer, That, maybe. but I don't see how yeah. it could. It, it doesn't. I don't think it comes across in the movie as well as it does in the comics. Right. But the movie is not pretty good. Yeah. I mean, the worth... movie is not totally. The, the, the movie is, successful in that regard but but i think the comic does that that particular part of the story better okay. it's still a good movie i would i would i would suggest both watching the movie and reading the comics they're fairly different things and neither of them takes all that long true. to do true balloon fight yeah. yeah did you guys play the side-scrolling thing I didn't that, notice it as a an option. It's, it was I, option C. I I it was had a balloon trip. I'm not sure that I had the same ROM that had that because there were like oh. 20 different versions of the ROM mm. that oh, interesting. I saw, and a lot of them were it, like Japanese or whatever. But then there were like three English ones, and I was like, I'll just take the simplest looking one. So I don't know. Balloon trip is interesting in a modern context because it's the sort of thing that would be an endless runner yeah. these days. It, it, yeah, but it's just weirdly like you just, it's over after one, one fuck yeah. up. It reminded me of Flappy Bird kind of, except with yeah. all the extra stuff on the screen. Yeah, well, and also with left-right controls, which... Yeah. 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 And, and, and left scrolling. And not randomly generated. Like it was oh, the same true, level yeah. every time. Hmm. This seems which like a really I think good is, thing for an AI to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe somebody will do that for SGDQ, which is coming up this next week. It yeah. strikes me as weird that they made that like sort of adventure mode version of it, right? The like the like single player ish. I mean, not that it isn't single player when you're playing against the AI, but like you know what I mean. Like they they made that like the the balloon trip version seems like the thing that would have been the like oh this is where the like single player content is right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this is not joust. This is like an adventure that you're going on where you're going through a space that we've determined. And they didn't use any of the assets that were on the cart to like huh. fill out the space even cosmetically. Right. It was just we have one obstacle just which is a new thing that doesn't special. appear anywhere else. Right. And it's just literally like these sprites are impassable and these are not. And we're going to demonstrate that by like just having this like sprite that doesn't even look like anything. I, that struck me as a weird choice, but I, maybe it was. 
it, it feels like the sort of thing that was thrown in and like in a weekend. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, did you, Zach, did you, this is sort of in relation to nothing in particular, but did you ever go back and finish her story? No, I haven't yet. Okay. Curious how you're going to, what it's going to be like to go back to it with uh, a multi-week gap. Yeah. I think that's what has stopped us from doing it. But who knows? Maybe one of these days. I had a bunch of additional discussion with people about it after uh, we talked about it on the show. I saw some of it on Twitter. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> you butthole. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's my fault. I shouldn't have opened my eyes. Wait, did, I, most of the discussion I had was in Rot 13. So. No. Oh, I, I mean, do you not just, like, snow crash that? <laughs> I could easily see, like, imagine, like, dealing with Rot 13 all your life if you grew up on Usenet. Oh, yeah. I could easily, like, oh, I, I needed to work to not learn to just read it. <laughs> I mean, I can't jack off to you, you encoded binary. <laughs> oh, who does, who does so it? Blonde, brunette, redhead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> if you don't if you want to switch between them, you just have to change the car- the byte encoding. <laughs> yeah, so Any anybody else have anything to say about that or should we just say what our next no, assignment is? It was cute. It's it's all the it's it, all right, we're doing three games in order from least car to most car and least obvious dick to most obvious dick. Uh, okay. The three games are Hot Throttle, second game whose name I don't remember. Stick Shift. <laughs> Stick Shift, and Cobra Club, which are the Adult Swim car racing game, the jacking off a car like it's a dude game, and then the Dick Pick game. Okay. All available on itch.io or adultswim.com. Yeah, and these these are games that probably you'll get them in, and like be done with them in like five minutes, which is why we're doing three of them. Yeah. Uh, and you'll post links to these in the forum. I will. I will indeed. Okay. Kevin, if somebody wanted to go to our forums and see some links, where would they find those forums? Uh, they would find a link to the forums on videogameshotdog.com. Also, a handy web form for robots to send us gibberish in. Or weird Unicode encoded characters. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe, Vi- maybe Viagra are advertisements. Puzzles. Or porn. Yeah, so come Pu- send us a come send us a question porn. for the listeners' mail segment porn that we do every episode. What what font does that get like displayed in pretzel, for you, actually. Zach, so people <laughs> know porn. how to format their their porn text? It gets displayed in Arial, the only font. Uh, okay. God. I know. I know. You love it. I'm, you're gonna. You're gonna have to pick the font that uh, that West of Loathing displays its text in. But there's Giddy gonna up. be a mode. There's gonna be a mode that you can choose that is best font mode, which puts the whole game into Arial. It would All be right. pretty funny All if, right, it, guys, if it actually replaced, switch in Verdana. He'll never know the difference. If you actually replaced uh, like all of the signage on the store, like the storefronts, and <laughs> just like absolutely everywhere that there's text. Just to replace Yeah, the you're right. Some I kind of want to do that now. Rad. <laughs> like just every every wanted poster, every everything in the game. Oh. Have we lost you? I feel like maybe and we've lost we're you. Done. And we're done, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> good. Uh, maybe we should just say... All right, this is a good day. show ending. Good night. Good night. Have a great week. We lost you. Yep. Yeah. But uh, it's okay, we're back. Uh, all I wanted to say was uh, that, that gentlemen... 
I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 207 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And until you do, keep your ear on the dresser and keep listening to the toy box. Ah, is the toy box in the dresser? Oh. The plot. Now you're listening with the other ear. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Good night. Good night. Have a great week, everyone.